The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to another session of the Kick Pod, where you'll get your in, get the insider of my martial arts experience and opinions with martial arts based subject. This week, we're going to explore the art of Juku Do, or the way of the intercepting fist, founded by legendary martial arts icon Bruce Lee in 1967. And I'm going to analyze it with the Chuck Norris system. Now, before we get on to things, um, I just want to take a moment to reflect on what's been happening in the world today. You know, we're slowly getting back to normal from this COVID-19 pandemic. But despite of all that, we faced another problem with the death of George Floyd, who died while being mishandled by police officers in Minnesota and how the world is handling it handling it handling it with the protests and yet with the the devastating looting and vandalism which is not okay you know we have to maintain peace but being more being on more violent well being more violent is not the answer you know being successful is the key to peace. When people see your de- dedication, it's worth the peace that you ask for. Hey, so for those that are going out and doing protests, I mean, you want to make sure it's well peaceful. You know, you can't just fight fire with fire and act like that's going to solve things. You know, you got to make sure, you know, talk it out. You know, really reevaluate kind of reevaluate what you what you're doing i think that's something that we should do like once in a while like everybody should reevaluate what they do on a daily basis so things like this don't happen because you know you're working like a 40-hour job you get exhausted i mean everything is not everything that that you it seems but you know you have to kind of really um reevaluate Reevaluate what you're doing. Okay, so that's pretty much my aim as an individual. Just kind of look back of how my day is and kind of erase things that work, that, well, don't work for me, and keep the things that work and kind of analyze that into something constructive. Okay, so moving on to the show with um, Juku Do. Alright, so. For those who are not familiar with Juku Do, Juku Do is based on a Chinese Chinese Kung Fu based martial arts known as Wing Chun, which was invented 300 years ago. And like Wing Chun, Juku Do holds of some of its character characteristics, such as striking, kicking, and trapping. A a form. Of self-defense, it's a form of self-defense, 
<clears throat> requiring quick arm movement and strong legs, <clears throat> and also softness and performance of techniques in a relaxed manner. <clears throat> Just think about it. You don't want to be that aggressive person to really, um, really try to fight somebody and, um, well, really try to kill them. I mean, you're trying to relax them up. Well, well, pretty much that's what Wing Chun and pretty much um, Chu Kuk Do. You're f definitely fighting the person, but at the same at the same time, you're calm. You're not aggressive. I mean, you want to make sure you have control of your opponent, control of your emotions before you actually f f go against and fight an opponent. Um, well, with that being with that being said, with um the similarities with Wing Chun and um. Jukudo, however, Jukuko Jukudo not not it's not directed toward the art. As a matter of fact, it's not about the art. It's about seeking the student's true potential and or just the potential in general. And usually there's a few differences from Wing Chun and 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 Jukudo. For one, the ranges are the same. I mean, the striking, kicking, and trapping is the same with um, Juku Do and um, Wing Chun. But the only difference is um, with Juku Do added a fourth, fourth range, and that is um, grappling. So pretty much, if you watch UFC, you'll see that that you'll see a lot of Juku Do in there with um, grappling. I don't know if it goes down to the go down to the ground but yet again um you know fights do go to the ground and you kind of have to grapple to get out of a situation but mostly juku do if you're grappling chances are you're probably gonna go for a submission and moving and moving on um wing chung kind of goes like you're always fighting straight forward with juku do you're in different angles you know you know, you want to be in different angles when you're fighting somebody. You don't want to be standing in front of them or going forward. Well, definitely when you're attacking, you're going forward. But when you're going, you want to go with different angles. And also, Juku Do. The only difference between Juku Do and Wing Chun is like Wing Chun, you're doing what you're taught. And I mean, it's a traditional style 300 years ago. You're doing what is being taught nothing can be changed it's set in stone but with Juku Do you're basically trying to find your fighting potential you know you could be a boxer and do a lot of strikes you could be a, a person that does Taekwondo that kicks or you could be somebody to just like just a Wing Chun just trap trap and hit okay, so that's pretty much the concept or just mostly people that does like Judo yeah you'll, you'll grapple so you're pretty much with Juku Do, you're doing what works for you. You're either a boxer, you're either a strike, you're either a kicker, you're either somebody that's <clears throat> that likes to trap Wing Chun or somebody that grapples. Hey, now moving on to what the whole subject. Um, I'm going to at least compare Juku Do to the style I study, um, the Chuck Norris system. Well, the give you a little history of the Chuck Norris system. Chuck Norris system is based on Tang Soo Do, pretty much from Chuck Norris's experience with 
Tank Sudo in Korea while he was serving in the military. Mostly everything is traditional from katas, kicks, strikes, blocks. I mean, the only difference with the um, chunk of dough is like things are modified, or, or should I say the Chuck Norris system, things are modified. I mean, it's modified for Mr. Norris's, um, to what Mr. Norris thinks that can work. All right. And just to give you a heads up, um, of course, I'm not an expert of Juku Do. I mean, I'm just doing research for doing research like from articles to um, videos for what I observe. So. So if I get a couple things wrong, I mean, at least I'll know, but um, I am. I'm, just, I'm pretty much I'm more from familiar with um, what what I see. What I see in Juku Do is familiar with what I do in the Chuck Norris system. Um, so I want to at least do that, kind of compare the two. Not to say that one is better than the other, but just to tell you from what I observe. All right, so usually there's a couple things in um, Juku Do that um, are similar or at least associated with uh, well, pretty much what I see in the the, the Chuck Norris system compared to the Juku Do. So with um sparring, you know with Juku Do, you know you're out, you're sparring, you're sparring. It's one on one fight. All right. Usually you'll see a relaxed fighting stance, and then where you can move and your feet gracefully and quickly. And the same concept with the Chuck Norris system. Same same thing. Relaxed stance. But mostly you mostly for Chuck the Chuck Norris system you're you're fighting to gain the maintain distance. Alright, so if somebody comes to your um comes in your spot, you pretty much your personal space, or should I say the attacking zone. Alright, so it's a hit or be hit zone. So if you're just if you don't hit you're gonna get hit. So it's best if somebody's in that attack zone, you you attack quickly. Alright, another thing with sparring, you know, Juku Do's somewhat is equivalent to what you watch in, on UFC fights. Mostly striking and, um, striking, uh, yeah, striking, kicking, grappling, etc. You know, you have two guys in a consensual fight. You know, both are trained for this fight. Yeah, let's just say they're the same weight. And, but the one fighter relies on striking and kicking while the other does limited striking and kicking and at least focus on grappling and trapping. So depending on how skillful a, the grappler is, I mean, chances are the striker is likely will get beat by the grappler. I mean, let's just say chances are, you know, that depends how good the, stri the striker and kicker is. You know, usually a trapper... Is usually quick and graceful, so I'm not. So I'm not going to be exact on with um, what's going to happen in a UFC fight. But you know, as watching it, you know, I don't watch UFC as much. But you know, I really observe of what what I what I see. And of course, sparring in the Chuck Norris system is different. I mean, mostly it's basically point sparring. 
No, we're not trained to beat up the other fighter. The objective is to get the point by hitting the, hitting the required target. You know, really, the thing is that, you know, we want to at least fight, like, safely. And I think when you train in Chukudo, I mean, it's the same, pretty the same concept. You know, you're, you're fighting with protective gear. But with us, we... With us, we fight with protective gear. All right, so we use these headgear, hand hand gear, hand gloves. Sometimes people wear chest protectors. Um, there's um, shim. No, of course a, a cup, um, shin pads, and um, footwear. So definitely, we want to be well protected when we're fighting. But you know the boundaries with um, with um, the Chuck Norris system um, sparring. You know, you want to make sure you get like the targets. Usually, the targets would be both sides of the head, top of the head, um, chest, soul plexus, ribs, and the groin. So those were your points for sparring. I mean, you don't want to hit somebody in the face because that's that was um, for one. That'd be like if somebody get hit in the face and you, you they bleed, you get disqualified. So definitely, we have boundaries. I mean, really, excessive force is, like, highly monitored when we're sparring. It's, and definitely, we're not, like I said, we're not set to, we're not set to hurt our opponent. But we're just, just fighting. Right? So, usually, a lot of competitions have highly trained fighters, you know, who just, um, they use excessive force. You know, I've been in a couple tournaments, you know, I've seen people get blasted off their feet. And I check out videos that, you know, you get these people doing jump spin hook kicks and they hit them. They hit them so hard and they knock them out. And that's like, oof, that's that's bad. You know, that's why I try to avoid sparring in um, karate tournaments. Usually, the top of my head, the one tournament, um, the Smack Internationals, I got knocked out. You know, this is what, I, I'm not a fan of sparring, you know, even though I have to do it as occasionally. Especially for black belt testing, you have to spar. I mean, you want to make sure you're um, <clears throat> you're well um, you're well trained, and you don't want to get killed. I mean, that's something that I don't don't like to do, but um, you know, I do it anyway just to at least keep up with the skill. All right. So with um just moving on to another similarity with um sparring and um well this um Jukudo and um the Chuck Norris system is um you know you, you do basic basic katas. You know, basic katas is just um or should I say traditional katas are mostly multi directional combat or prearranged sequences. And you know, and Juku Do Bruce Lee didn't believe in predetermined um predetermined moves. I mean he just like I said, you're doing stuff that you feel that's gonna work. You know, that's just that's pretty much the concept, you know. You know, that's the only concept that he can teach. Mostly it's more self defense with Juku Do, there's no katas. But with the Chuck Norris system, yeah, there's traditional katas, um mostly Based on the Tang Sudo, and you know, really, katas are basically a foundation of um, 
pretty much how the fight usually for how to fight years ago that's pretty much what you're doing when you're um <clears throat> training um change students that you're taking them on a journey like hundreds of years ago and you're at least giving them an idea of how people would fight years ago compared to now i mean you wouldn't fight a person now how you would fight a person years ago but really that's just basic training the fundamentals so that's how you pretty much up do it with um the Chuck Norris system. All right, so with Kata's, <clears throat> it also like I'm. This is my belief. It helps build like strength as well as endurance. You know, when you're doing Kata's, especially if you're in black belt testing, expect to get tired. All right, so that's pretty much the whole test, the whole black belt test. If you're not tired during that test, then that means you're not trying. Right, so. Also, another thing, I believe there's no test, well, at least no belt system in the Juku Do um, style. Of course, I think there's just different levels. You know, you've got level one, your basics, like how to how to do a stance, how to move, you know, how to block, how to strike. So pretty much that. And then, you know, you got, I think there's either three to four levels. But usually if there's four levels, then, you know, the fourth level will be advanced. Right, so there's no belt system. This is basically you trying to seek your true fighting potential and try to like work work enough hard work hard to um at least become an expert of Jukudo. Right, so that's pretty much that um whole belt system. And uh let's see. Yeah, that's pretty much it right there. So usually Jukudo has doesn't have the belt system, but um the Chuck Norris system does. And of course, with the belt system, it's like the, it's like it's like a color rainbow. All right, you're working from white belt to black belt. So in between, it'd be well in the Chuck Norris system, it would be gold. Yeah, mostly they say yellow, but it's gold, purple, orange, <clears throat> blue, green, red, and then black. Right, so that's pretty much your belt system for the Chuck Norris system. Then definitely for me to that I, I worked pretty much from six to seven years to get from white belt to black belt. Quite an accomplishment, you know. I spent at least at the should I say another fifteen years from there. Um, going from being a first degree to currently to being a fourth the fourth degree black belt, and pretty much I'm three years away from being a master master rank. Usually master rank. For us, it's from 5th degree to pretty much 10th degree. That's our master rank. Pretty much anything below would be kind of like an expert um, level. All right, so pretty much we have levels too. It's like we got inter beginner, intermediate, advanced, and of course, black belt would be expert, and then we got master rank, right, which I'm really aiming for. I'm looking forward to that. All right, so, all right, so now moving on to another subject um, that I forgot to mention. Um, um, I want to get into s something about self-defense. You know, I was um watching a video of um of another martial artist by the name of Ian Abernathy. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's um highly skilled martial arts from England, and um he done a couple seminars for our at our convention like a couple years back, and he was usually his specialty is to break down a kata and. Yeah, break down the kata, and parts of the kata would be used for a self-defense um, sequence, or 
a pretty much a demonstration. So that was pretty much interesting. You know, usually a block could be a strike and like or deflect. So that's pretty much the whole concept of um, or pretty much a grab. A block could be a deflect, grab, anything like that. So he's pretty much highly known. You know, I enjoy watching his videos on YouTube. And one um, video that really um, really strikes really strikes me um, is um, he was talking about like when we teach self defense, like we kind of do it wrong. We don't we got to think of like what we do when we teach self defense. And one of the one of the things that he I'm um, talking about was um, legalities, like legal situations. Of course, when you're out <clears throat> out in public, you know you say. When you're in a street fight, there's no rules. I mean, of course, there's rules. They're just they're called laws. I mean, most people like miss misconstrued that. All right, so you go out and you go out on the street and start fighting. There's rules. You know, don't don't think that that fighting out the street don't apply to don't apply to you. All right, don't or should I say don't think rules apply to street fighting. It, it does. I mean, the law is a law, and you know most people just like really just take things in their own hands. So what he's was talking about when legalities, when you're if you're in a self defense situation, you don't want to be that one person that's on top of another person and beating them, beating their brains out. You know, you want to at least be um, you want to. Try to avoid harm. That's the whole concept of self-defense. Uh, you want to avoid harm at, at any cost. You know, you but there's no telling what that person that's um trying to attack you. Either he's a, you don't know if he's a boxer, you don't know if he's a fighter, or you don't know if he's got a weapon. So it's always best to try to avoid trouble at all costs. You know, the thing is, the best thing you do. I usually teach my students to put put their hand up. Put their hands up with their if there's in a situation like really you don't want to be that person that fights, and usually that's the thing that um when we're teaching a self defense class you know we gotta look at statistics you know we just don't teach self defense you gotta think of statistic of crimes that happen you know you kind of have to kind of display that to the students or the people that are taking the class that. This is like a percentage of things that will happen in a crime. So if you're in that situation, then one thing, you want to be well protected. You know, never have your back turned. All right. So really just usually survey, survey the, survey the area, really look around, keep your eyes open. You know, just don't look forward. Don't be on your phone. Right, don't have your headphones on. You gotta make sure you know what's going on for in a self defense situation. And then of course if you're getting attacked, I mean, you don't wanna be that person to beat somebody up. All right. Because you know, you never know if that person could have more people with them and two, if somebody shows up and they see you on top of that person, they'll gonna think you're the you're the attacker. Alright, so the thing is when you're doing self defense you wanna be extra careful of what you're doing to avoid any legal legal actions because normally it, the one thing that I was taught or at least was told when I was 
with like being taught self-defense it's like if you're in a situation and of course you knock the person out of course the cop comes you just tell them you don't tell them that you were defending yourself and, and you hit him you want to make sure you tell them i was in fear for my life and i want a lawyer right, so usually that's what the best thing to tell them because who's going to defend you more in court the cop or the attorney so usually it's best to tell them you're in fear for your life. Chances are you might get arrested, but um, it's best. But it's better than just getting arrested and the police find out that you're the aggressor. And then when you go to court, and then that's what's the police officer going to tell the judge. And then chances are you might be like um, plead guilt or you'd be um, guilty. Or definitely the judge will determine you guilty. All right, so you want to be at least be extra careful with that, right? When you're doing self-defense, you know, and then just moving on to another subject. Um, let's see, what was it? yeah? Usually, if you're teaching self-defense, if you're teaching self-defense, you want to at least think of these, All right? So <clears throat> that's pretty much it for the, like the whole self-defense um situation. Just something to think about. But in a self-defense situation, um. You know you're gonna end up. Um, you have, yeah, you're gonna end up. Chances are you're gonna end up getting hit. You're gonna end up getting stabbed. But you know that's well. If, if you're at least not dying, then that's um that's good. But you know, but other than you don't want to get stabbed, you don't want to get shot, you don't want to get hit. You're gonna get hit. But that's the whole concept. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of um, the Wing Chun um, style, I mean, mostly it's associated with Juku Do, you know. If you've ever seen the movie IP Man, I don't know how you, that's how you pronounce it, but, you know, um, I was looking at a couple scenes, which is awesome. The one scene is um, with Mike Tyson. You know, you have um, you have um, Donnie um, Yen versus Mike Tyson, and, you know, they were in, doing a fight, a three-minute fight, or should I say... Um, Mike Tyson was setting his um timer for three minutes. And um well actually he's just setting a alarm clock, his alarm clock for three minutes. And um that was just interesting. He's just maxing his boxing with um with um Don Yin's um Wing Chung, which is awesome. I just love seeing that fight. It's like you got them just checking them each other out, just filling each other out, and then you know you get Mike Tyson getting upper hand. No, I'm not messing with Mike Tyson now. I mean, of course, him trying to get back in the ring, quick knockout. <clears throat> and then, of course, you got um, Don Yin or Donnie Yin, just they getting the upper hand too. They're just going back and forth, you know, breaking stuff. It was just like pretty much awesome fight. But um, and then, of course, the alarm clock went off, and then from there, they kind of backed away. And you see, like, um, a clip of um, Mike Tyson just smirking a little bit. It's like, that's like, you earn my respect. <clears throat> you know, it's, all, it's always so good to probably earn Mike Tyson respect and not get him angry. You know, he's probably the, among, among the toughest boxers probably in the world today. You know, being a former heavyweight champion. You know, really. I, I'd be great to actually meet Mike Tyson. You know, I've been meeting, like, celebrities Mostly celebrities that are in movies. 
So probably I'll talk about that um, how I met celebrities um, in a, like another time. But um, this is pretty much going to be a, about the style Juku Do. So if you're training Juku Do, you know there's schools that train. I know mostly in Canada, people train in um, Juku Do. I mean, if it's a style that you're really interested in, I mean, really look into it. I mean, if that's a if you're a person looking to be in like involved in self-defense, that's pretty much a style that you want to try to go for it. But really, for those that are into the Chuck Norris system, <clears throat> I mean, mostly the whole concept of the Chuck Norris system is to what they explored the traditional life of martial arts. And, you know, if you want to build the muscle or get a good workout, <clears throat> yeah, the Chuck Norris system is good. All right, like I said, I've been doing it for 24 years. You know, the fact is I definitely got, <clears throat> mostly because of the Chuck Norris system, I got in good shape. You know, things <clears throat> turned around for me. You know, I become more confident and more able to do things that I haven't done before. But, you know, that's the whole concept. If you're looking for something like for fitness-wise, all right, and you still got to go to belt system. If you're looking to be a black belt, then that's the things you have to go through to at least get to um, the black belt, you know, and that and it'll be worth it. All right. So to conclude this um, poem podcast, um, one thing I'd like to thank everybody that's been listening. Um, of course, I'm up to 900 listeners. I mean, before I was 600, that's like at least another 300. So I want to at least keep the listeners coming. And I want to be able to get uh, more interesting subjects or at least discuss subjects out there as much as I can. Either movies, um, of course, style, uh, certain situations. So make sure you um, like my um, my Instagram page, um, the KickPod. Right. And also, I have a page on um, Facebook um, loaded up on there, so make sure you like that. And at least give me your input on what subjects that you like to talk about, or at least um, get into, so get into like different movies. And, you know, I'm going to definitely do some research and see if I can find something interesting that I can really look up. But other than that, this is the KickPod, and this is your host, TJ Williams, and um, I'll see you later for another episode of the KickPod, and I'm out. Yeah, Chris. You hear any new podcasts lately? Uh, yeah, I have. Like what? Retroblist. You had that ready to go, like almost like you knew I was going to ask you this. I sort of, kind of did. It was like an ESP feeling. What's Retroblist? Retroblist is a retro video game podcast presented by Johnny and Trevor. Where they talk about everything from retro gaming, retro consoles. They each week review a different video game that they have played. Uh, majority of the time it is retro, like on the actual console itself, from Sega Dreamcast to Super Nintendos to 
Um, I think they recently started playing on a Nintendo Switch. Where can I find this podcast? Uh, you can find it at bicbp-radio.com. Sweet. 